Yeah, boy. I saw him at the Bethesda PAX Eats panel. I was definitely there. No, you weren't. I was not. Uh, I, w- I was there. No, you weren't. But it was, it was awesome just to see the live stream and the Elder Scrolls panel came on. And there he was, Uncle Pete, sitting there with the panel, being the way he is. And it, it was just really exciting to see there. So uh, I'm glad that he was involved. Uh, we just want to see him more on Twitter. But yeah. it was just really cool. But we'll talk about the that panel in a little bit in our top three gaming news. But yeah. uh, before we get there, Liz, how you doing? I'm okay. Ow! I'm sick today. Yeah. There's a flu going around. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm getting the flu, and that's just not good. I still have two more weeks of CAC season, and if I call out this week, my boss might actually die. Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah. um, I've been seeing a lot of people getting sick Yeah. with the flu. And we have a lot of students who were out with the flu, which means they might have brought the germs last week, or some of the kids brought it from school this week. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, so far I'm feeling okay, but I am very prone to getting sick because yeah. once again, I work with, uh, teenagers, yeah. so they bring I definitely noticed me getting sick more since we got married and being in youth ministry because yeah. I used to never get sick and my sister always got sick and I never caught it from her. Yeah. So the fact that I've been getting sick since we started youth ministry, I think shows that it's just being around kids who yeah. are in, in and out of school all day and. So, Hooray. yeah, so if I mumble my words, it's because I'm trying not to move at all. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing to be around so many germs. It's so all nice. The time. All the time. I mean, and I work in an office where there's numerous people coming in and out all day. And that's true. I'm handling their paperwork that's been in their house with all the germs in there. So it's, it's a combination. Yeah. Oh, very, very, very true, but. I'm sorry that you're sick, but so far I'm okay, but... So we're going to keep pushing on. Yeah. Uh, But before we get into our first topic, let's just go over uh, everything just to announce to you guys. So, number one, definitely follow us on Twitter. So, at Gaming Groceries, that's the Twitter uh, for this podcast, but you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us there and just uh, chat with us. We we do this podcast to chat with you guys. So definitely um, give us a follow. Um, I don't know, just tweeted us saying like, yo, Adam, you, you're you awesome. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, also follow us on uh, Instagram. That's the word I'm looking for. There you go. Uh, follow us on Instagram, games and groceries, all one word. I post uh, gaming memes on there or sometimes behind the scenes photos. So definitely follow us there. Uh, we also have a website, gamesandgroceries.com, where I post articles every now and again. So far, there's two. One is why we do this. There's three reasons why we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. But then I just wrote an article this week. Um, Bethesda just announced, this isn't in the gaming news, but Bethesda just announced that uh, all their newer games and Fallout 76 are coming to Steam. And I wrote a brief article of why this is a huge move for bethesda mm-hmm. to like it's a really good article i read it oh thank you uh yeah i just uh he just like patted himself well, like and you. tried like oh honey thank you uh, <laughs> but it's i just i just saw that it's like okay this is a major step into getting momentum back mm-hmm. so definitely check out those thoughts of mine um because you know i'm so brilliant and whatnot you are brilliant you're thank wonderful you. thank you um <laughs> But yeah, so that's on our website, gamesandgroceries.com. You can also listen to our podcast. 
on that website. Uh, lastly, I uh, just want to give um, another shout out to our friend Absolute Prodigy. He uh, streams on Twitch every Tuesday and Thursday. I think he's still doing Division 2, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong about that. I haven't been watching his streams. Sorry, buddy. Uh, just because I'm waiting until my friends get Division 2 before I play it more. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to go too far into Division 2 yeah. and then have to go back. Yeah. So, like, I'm waiting for a sale <laughs> to go further. So, I'm like, hey, buddies. Buy it. Play buy with me. Play. And I know you can play with randoms, but I'm socially awkward. And I can't do that. Um, but yeah, so definitely if you're interested in that, Absolute Project, he's on Twitch. Uh, he's also been on this podcast before, episode 40, if you want to give that a listen. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there's anything else, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a new day. The spring is in the air, sort of. It's still cold. Baseball's yeah, like back. Actually unseasonably cold today. It really is. Like, it's been, like, in the high 40s, low 50s. Sometimes even reaching the high 50s lately. And today we woke up and our house was freezing. Like, all of our pipes are cold. Yeah. It's freezing. I'm wearing a sweater with a hoodie on top. And it's and spring. And my extra warm socks. Like, I feel like it's January and not April. I know. It's so, uh, um, it's, a it's cold. And, I mean, it could also be chalked up to the fact that I'm sick and probably my body temperatures off but screw that but we're gonna blame the weather and mother nature so i like it <laughs> so i think this is a perfect time to just jump into our first segment movie minutes movie minutes is a segment where we like to talk about the movies that we saw whether it be in theaters netflix or uh i thought about this i keep saying dvd blu-ray but we were going through our dvds and blu-rays and we were about to rate one and I came to the conclusion, like, why do we own this? It's because we enjoyed it so much. So it's kind of unfair to rate it. Yeah, because clearly we think it's so good. not a waste of time because we own it. Yeah. So I was uh, talking with Liz, and I just said, well, how about this? Every now and again, we buy 4K Ultra HD. Yeah, we're trying to convert all of our DVDs into either Blu-ray or 4K if they're available in 4K. Yeah. But trying to get everything on Blu-ray in 4K. So if we ever do 4K, which is what we're doing in this movie minutes, we're going to instead saying like, oh, a DVD we watch. Is it worth it on 4K or are you safe with just the Blu-ray? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so I mentioned that we watched The Matrix in 4K and that was primo. Like, yeah, that was good. That, that felt like a remaster of The Matrix, which that's exactly what it is. But it was really cool to see on 4K. But this week's movie minutes is we watched this on 4K Ultra HD Halloween from 2018. Literally, when Adam told me, he's like, why don't we do the 4K thing? I'm like, does that mean we can watch Halloween? Because he bought it for me a few weeks ago. Yeah. Almost a month ago, I would say. Something like that. And um, we haven't watched it because Adam doesn't, as we said before, Adam doesn't watch horror movies with me. No. So I got it. And I like watching horror movies. It's just not as fun to watch them alone. And I've wanted him to watch because I thought the ending was just amazing. And I really wanted him to see it, so I was so happy when he said, "I was like, oh, can we watch? Can we watch Halloween?" So, and it's the new one, the one that just came out yeah. last this past October. It was October, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I guess let's start with your thoughts because you enjoyed it more than I did. I love Halloween. It's the first 
slasher film I think I saw. My dad took mm. me to see Rob Zombie. The Zombies. original. The oh, the ro- uh, no, Rob, Rob Zombies. Zombies. Yeah. My dad took me to see Rob Zombie's version in theaters on my 13th birthday, and that was like my introduction in the world. Like my first horror movie was Cursed, but the first one I saw in theaters that really got me into like that stuff is when my dad took me to see Rob Zombie's Halloween in theaters at when I was 13. Yeah. Um, which wow, that was 13 years ago. 13. Da, 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 no, it couldn't oh. have been my 13th birthday because I was waiting for Olivia to be born. Da, 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 okay, da, for da, one of my birthdays. Oh, I think sorry. it was it was either my 12th or 14th yeah. then. But still, when I was really young. And so I love Halloween. And um, f- back when I was in college, I bought the John Carpenter first and second one. I never saw all the other extra ones. I didn't even know they existed. But I think from what I... Like H2O? Fr- yeah. Or like H20? Yeah. those All those ones, like... I never got into. I didn't know they existed, but I, from what I summed up from all the YouTube videos that people put out before this new one, yeah, they're not worth seeing. So I have the first, second, and the new one, yeah. and you don't even need to see second one to see this new one. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of ignore that the second one ever happened. They kind of made this a new second, yeah. One, so, but yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I liked that they kept to the old-fashioned John Carpenter. Like the font, they kept the same. They ke- still kept it the, the old school, which I kind of thought was funny, but I really liked. Um, as far as the 4K aspect, I don't think it necessarily... I mean, I like the clarity. Mm-hmm. I like 4K for the clarity aspects. Like, you can see, like, yeah. the pores and people see. I just think that stuff's cool, like, how detailed it is. Mm-hmm. But as far as, necess- like, necessity, I don't think it needs it because... Michael Myers isn't a run like it's not like a running one. It's yeah, most of the time he pops out of nowhere and you don't have a chance to run. Right. Like it doesn't like it's not like it needs the 4K aspect to keep up with the action. There's not a lot of fighting. There's very few running scenes. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it needs it, but I think it definitely helps with just the visual aspect yeah. of like the colors and the detail. Yeah, I agree with that. I was um, I was watching it for the 4k mm-hmm. uh the, the i was watching it for fun well yeah <laughs> um what i think a good 4k movie needs is a, cu- a couple different factors but very much like if it's an older movie and it gets more of a high res color like my favorite movie of all time is a few good men and i still want to see that in 4k yeah that'd be good i know like that would be <laughs> really good uh, i know i know i love a few good men uh, I, I love Tom Cruise's. Uh, that was that was the first time that was like Tom Cruise is my favorite actor. Like yeah. when I saw that movie, uh, to put the nail in the coffin. Yeah, uh, but th- we're not talking about that. But <laughs> but uh, it, it should be like an older film that you get in high res, or the frame rate needs to be um, really smooth. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like for an action film like The Matrix, it, yeah. it made the camera very uh, fluid. And yeah. less choppy, better frame rate. Yeah. Or the HDR making the colors really pop. Yeah. Like, I also got Spider-Verse in 4K, which we're inviting the, the students over uh, to watch that in 4K. And I got it because, oh, man, the HDR is going to really, really make those colors yeah. pop. All that being said, uh, I agree with you that I don't think this particular movie, Halloween 2018, was really worth it for 4K because I wrote this down um, – it wasn't a very action oriented. There's not a lot of yeah. running. There's I mean, there were a few scenes where, like, the granddaughter is running through 
yeah. the woods or there were a few people who were running from him or when he dragged them. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there wasn't fast motion. Yeah, that was it that made it necessary. It was mostly for the colors and the contrast like. Well, that's what I was, you know, that was also my other point. There wasn't a really high color power. It was very earth tones. It was earth tones or it was dark. But I think yeah. that's where the contrast comes in is being able to see him in the shadow. Like I noticed something um, in this watching it this time that I didn't notice in theaters. Mm-hmm. In the one scene where he was looking in the window of the woman's house and then yeah. he came in the back. I never saw, and maybe I wasn't paying attention yeah. in the theaters, but I didn't see his shadow in the alley. And that's uh, but I did this time. That's the thing with a 4K uh, HDR, the shadows are intensified. Yeah, like which is good for this type of movie because it depends on that shadow, that buildup, yeah. seeing those things. Um, yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's the thing uh, because the the Blu-ray and the 4K are maybe. I think they're at most five dollars apart, really. Yeah. Um, I I'm in the vote of you don't necessarily need it, but if you really like this movie, yeah, you like you really like this movie. Yeah. So for me, 4K is worth it, which is why I got it in 4K. Yeah. Like we could have. There are some times we saw it in the store and all for like Blu-ray, and yeah, we could have gotten that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, might as well get it in 4K because I really love this movie. Exactly, and that's the reason why I got Spider Verse in 4K. Yeah, because I love Spider Verse, and I really want to see those colors pop and the frame rate to be like as fluid as possible. Uh, but Halloween, <coughs> I guess if you're like an average fan, if you enjoyed it and you liked it just in the theaters, go for the Blu-ray. But if you really are a fan of the Halloween series, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say. Definitely go for the 4K because, like you said, there were some times where uh, the image was intensified and was it was more fluid, so you could see things better. Yeah, you know. Um, I just want to share my thoughts on the movie, though. Uh, this is my first time seeing this. Yeah. Did you watch any of the yeah. other? I wasn't sure if you watched because I know your cousins like horror movies. Mm-hmm. So I was I was pretty sure that you would have at least seen John Carpenter's first. Yeah, Halloween. I, I saw the first two. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't see H2O or anything like that. Did you see any of Rob Zombie? Yes. Not that they matter to this film, but. Yeah. I, I saw that when I was still living in Philly. Uh, I, because Rob Zombie in Philadelphia is like huge. Like, yeah. like everybody loves Rob Zombie in Philly. Um, I think this is more of a love letter to Halloween fans. Oh, like, yeah. Like, if you're new to the Halloween series, I don't think this one should be your first one. No. I mean, for, for different reasons, because you're not going to really follow what well, you are. You'll follow because they do kind of, they explain things from the first one. They're like, like they have the conversation with the granddaughter, like, oh, wasn't it this? And they actually do note on um, Rob Zombies where he made Laurie Michael Myers' sister. Mm-hmm. So they even say that like to her granddaughter, like, oh, wasn't it her brother? And she's like, no, that's just a rumor they said. Like they even go off that and um Yeah. So there are there are references to the first one, but they explain it. So you don't need to see the first one, but also you don't understand it. Yeah. You don't understand the emotion. Right. And that's the thing, like there's some things in the film where I think you need to be a good Halloween fan to appreciate. Yes. Um so I don't think the story really stands by itself. 
and there was some progression of plot that felt rushed. But again, this is for Halloween fans. This is yeah. for the people that were in it for the long like, run. We're like, what happened to her? Especially after all the other movies they put out that were confusing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so I wouldn't say start with this, but if you really like John Carpenter's, specifically John Carpenter's Halloween, mm-hmm. definitely give this a try, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you're like iffy about the Halloween series, you know, definitely get it on the Blu ray, like we said. But, uh, if you're a super fan, if you really like this, I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, definitely get on the 4K because yeah. the shadows were intensified. Uh, it's much more fluid, so you can really get like visually um, enabled, I guess. I don't know. I was trying to look for a word. I don't even know what you were going <laughs> for in that moment. No, it's uh, 4K is really, really awesome to watch, especially in DVDs. But there are some films where you're just like, ah. Like there are ones that you point out in the store. I'm like, we don't need that in 4K. Yeah. Like we, we barely even need that on Blu-ray. Like there's some movies I just don't feel are necessary. Like there was somebody who got Charlie Brown's Christmas on 4K. I'm like, yeah, I was like, uh, I don't think that's really worth it. Even like the older like Christmas films. Like I think did we get Home Alone on Blu-ray? Yes, we got it on Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah, like that's kind of worth it. But even then, I'm okay with that if we could only find it on DVD. Like yeah. older traditional classic movies are okay in DVD because. Mm-hmm. It's it's got that little nostalgia feel of the little like the little bit of graininess to it. Yeah. So no. to me, sometimes it's worth it to keep it on blue on DVD or Blu-ray or Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Spider-Verse in 4K. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm not excited because you know how I feel about how when people put cartoons on 4K. But I think in this case, it might actually be worth it. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. So we're, we might do a brief thing about that, but next week's is going to be Shazam. Yes, we're going to go see Shazam. On, oh, yeah. I don't know when we're going to see that. Oh, you're right. We'll make time. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, man, I totally forgot. This weekend is like We have bonkers. earlier in the day on Friday. Yeah, we do. We're good. Yeah. We're good. I think. We're we good. just can't go to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're totally fine. Sorry, that was a brief segment into our lives and figuring out our schedule. Yeah, this weekend's gonna like really drain. This weekend is gonna be terrible. And then I have work on Monday. What does this say? Anyway, uh, we're kind of recording here. Oh, sorry. Let's just jump into our next segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw this week, and we rank it three, two, one, just to get you informed what happened in the past week. Uh, ooh, <coughs> I breathe in something. What was that? Ooh. Uh, and we just go out the last week and just saying like, hey, this is what happened in the gaming industry, and just to get you informed of what to look out for. So let's just get started with the number three gaming news and. Oh boy, it's EA back in action, baby. EA does another blunder and they lay off 350 uh quote unquote roles. Not people, roles because you know EA doesn't think of them as people. They're just roles, you know. So it was 350 people not yeah. like departments. No, this okay. was 350 people, lives, families. Um uh, but they said in their letter now before i get into that mm-hmm. uh news came that andrew wilson would be firing 350 roles 
in his uh, email that he went out yeah. from the Russia and Japan offices. But we just also learned that Russia is, it, you know, they, they had a good chunk taken out, but Japan's offices were completely shut down. Like, yeah. all things were shut down. All things closed in Japan. Uh, EA stated that we are deeply focused. Now, this is pay attention to this part. We are deeply focused on increasing quality in our games and services services uh i.e microtransactions you know the games as services mm -hmm. um so we are deeply focused on that so that's why we're firing 350 yeah, people that makes no sense mm -hmm. uh these people these roles came from mostly publishing and marketing um and this is strangely after the anthem backlash but what's surprising is that Anthem is actually selling okay. Yeah. Apparently. But there's a lot of backlash going on. Probably not a, a lot of people are buying the microtransactions. So the sales are fine, but nobody's really buying the microtransactions. Yeah. Which is where their money yeah. is coming from. Exactly. So. But what are your thoughts on this? Um, I don't know. It's. So you said there is mostly the marketing, publishing, and, and marketing. Publishing and marketing. So they're taking it out on the publishing and marketing department for people not wanting to waste their money on stupid little things in the game. Basically, I, I guess Which so. Which I think is sad because clearly the publishing and marketing team did their job by getting people to buy the game. Yeah. That's yeah. their job. Like, yeah, it's also their job to promote <coughs> what the microtransactions are selling. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, their main goal is to get people to buy the game and then focus on them. They didn't give them a chance to focus on microtransactions. The game, like, just came out. Mm -hmm. They didn't give them a chance. What are they going to do? Like, that's a lot of people. That sounds like it's the entire department. Yeah. Like, and, I d and like you said, it's families. Like, I don't know how you just take out that kind of anger. Like, I don't. Now, we don't know what was in their heads. We don't know if this was a quick decision, if they were planning this before Anthem came out. Right. We don't know how long they thought about this, but I don't know. That feels like a lot of people to lay off. Well, in their minds, it's only a portion because I, I think... Okay, so don't quote me on this, but I think EA originally had 9,000 employees. I think. Okay, so that's like... It's like really a minimal to them. To them, yeah. But I, to those 350 people, that's a lot of... That think about that. That's three hundred fifty people who now have to go find jobs. Yeah. Like I'm how? Like I know there there might be a lot of marketing jobs out there, but for like I don't know. I just that's just a lot of people in my opinion. Yeah, I'm just looking at the actual number. I don't want to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. In 2018, EA had nine thousand three hundred people. So now they're down to, uh, like just Eight, under. Yeah, just under nine thousand. So to them, it was just like, oh, it's like, it's nobody. It's nothing. It's like, that's like firing one person in a 20-person company. Exactly. No, it's, it's, it's baloney. But that's the, that's the thing that irked people the most is by the email that was sent out by Andrew mm -hmm. Wilson calling these people roles and not actual people. Yeah, um, like he, like not even he wanted to admit that he was firing that many people. Mm -hmm. So it seems like it has affected him a bit. Yeah. He is ashamed, so mm -hmm. maybe it was something that had to be done. I don't know. We don't know what was going on, and you know that's how I always am. I you live in the gray. Yeah. So like, yeah, I can. I'm angry for the at face value, mm -hmm. but I like to understand both sides. I'm always the person that says, "Well, you don't know what their side is." It sounds like he regrets it. If he's not admitting that it was people, yeah, 
it sounds like it's not it wasn't an easy decision and who knows maybe they were doing shady stuff like mm-hmm. you never know what was going on in a company that big they can bury yeah. anything they want i mean even in my role as a as a youth minister i had to make now this is very minimal in the comparison of andrew yeah. wilson but I've had to make some tough decisions that made me enemy number one. Yeah. Uh, but it was in the for lo- the best for, it was for the Yeah, it was for the best so that I can grow other yeah. aspects and make other things so much better. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, when I made those decisions, I owned up to it. I didn't just like hide in the corner. I didn't try to change yeah. the name of things. I said but that like I you ended said, it. It's not very. <coughs> it's kind of minimal in comparison. You didn't fire a person. Right. I cut budgets. Know. Yeah. You <coughs> might have cut budgets, but that's the budget. My own budget, by the yeah, way. Yeah. You cut your own budget that you control, that you decide. Yeah. And whereas he was making people unemployed. Right. And he doesn't know if they're going to find jobs again. Yeah. You know, you cut your own budget, which actually gives more back to the church. Mm-hmm. So really, you were still helping. And that's the thing. Um, but what's nice about the gaming industry, and this has happened with when Telltale, Telltale uh, closed down. Uh, there's a lot of people on Twitter, uh, including, you know, Santa Monica and yeah. um, Rockstar. They they all they always like put on Twitter like hey we're hiring we understand we see yeah. we see what just happened to you so if you worked in this company come apply yeah. so the gaming and industry is yeah. pretty great in that way yeah that I was gonna say that is like one of the great things about the gaming industry is that we take care <coughs> of each other like hey we know that you just got fired we heard this company laid off a ton of people yeah we're all hiring yeah totally come here like you get in you automatically get an interview if you are just fired from this company Mm -hmm. you know like they understand why the company fired that group but at the same time they're like all right let's help them exactly so let's go into our number two gaming news and this was this was pretty awesome talking about people who didn't understand humanity to this was really off the chains humanity here uh gearbox was at PAX East. Poor guys. And they revealed Borderlands 3. Sort of. Three times. Um, <clears throat> man, I might be getting a fever. Uh, I just feel it in the back of my throat now. And I was like, oof. That could be allergies, too. It could be. I love you, Spring. So, yeah, Borderlands 3 revealed three times. Uh, this was uh, at the main stage uh, presentation. Gearbox showcased uh, games that they made. They, they showcased games they're publishing. Uh, there were some camera issues. They weren't panning out, seeing the games. It was all kind of clumsy, but in a good way, I think. Um, one of the games, though, was a Borderlands card game. Um, what do you think of the magic show? It was a good magic trick. <coughs> it was, but... Uh, um, but it had nothing to do with the game. Yeah. And... And it, it, it went on for a little too long. Like, it was too long of a magic trick. It was 13 minutes. Yeah. The, the magic trick was 13 It was minutes. a cool trick, but it wasn't the show. It didn't really show off the cards, except for when he was holding them and said, this is this part, this is this part, this yeah. is this. Like, it was a little, and he did that for too long. Like, it just went on a little too long for a fun little thing before the you know, reveal, you know? Exactly. Um, I, I felt the kind of same way. They were just like, okay, this is all well and good, you know. Uh, and I'm not an investor. <clears throat> oh, man. I'm so sorry, listeners. Um, but, yeah, uh, this was 
okay and the board game looks fun it's a card game it's not really a board game but you yeah. build your own claptrap uh there's different power-ups it, it looks really cool but yeah. then he really kind of he took it to it took too <clears throat> long and the camera was actually uh angled in such a way where he was revealing his trick and you could see how yeah. he was doing the trick unfortunately but that I was the see how he did it um I don't want to give away the secret, but if you just watch the footage, you'll notice uh, when when the girl, what was her name? Dar Darshell. 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 When he said like, uh, when he remembered the name Darshell, I was like, is this fixed? Because like, if yeah. I was up there, I'd be like, I'm not gonna remember Darshell. I'm sorry, but I just you did. are now Dory. Yeah, but <laughs> I just did, so I guess that's I didn't remember. Yeah, Darshell. Uh, and but that's not that's beyond the point. So it was kind of clumsy in that way. And then he said, you want to see Borderlands 3? Oh, man. Okay, so he tried to show the trailer, and it was super janky. Like, it was super, like, the frame rate was really slow. It was, like, yeah. going on, like, 3 FPS. Uh, and he kept showing it. He kept, like, wanting to do something. And then... uh no, 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 that was before. Then he brought up this this girl who's like, this is our angel. She she played angel in some of the uh, Borderlands games. They're like, this is our angel, so we're doing a weird, weird transition here. Um, it just wasn't working. And... Uh, sorry about that. Uh, and so it was just really just a mess. And, th and then it came out, and people were on his case about this. So I believe it was after the second time after the second time and it wasn't working, uh, Randy Pitchford looked in the back and said, like, oh, man, we should have brought our own equipment. Kind of blaming the PAX East people. And people were in a fury. Like, how yeah, dare... But he even caught himself. He was like, no, 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 that's not yeah. what I meant. Yeah, they're just like, oh, how could he say something like that? Um, how, how could he actually, like... like... Do you know how many... Like, I worked... Like, yeah. when I worked <clears throat> at our college for the stage crew and we had people come... They brought their own equipment yeah. or they had their own people running our equipment. Like, mm -hmm. but a lot of the time they put their equipment on top of ours because they know their stuff. They know how to work their things. Yeah. They made it on those things. So, yeah. of course, like that, like, trust me, that wasn't like a, like a slap in the face to the. Um, and he was frustrated. Yeah. He was just frustrated. And he, you know, they work hard on this stuff. And like you said, he just knows their stuff is dependable because that's what they made it on. That's yeah. what they practiced it all on. So that's that's what he meant. Yeah. You know, it's not that the like Paxi stuff was crappy or bad or anything. He wasn't blaming them. He's just saying we know our stuff and we know our stuff works. Whereas they probably yeah. only had ten minutes to practice this before the day started. So. Exactly. Um, I, I just think that he was just in a moment of frustration. We've all been there. Yeah. And it slipped out while he was on stage. It wouldn't have made any difference if he said <coughs> it backstage. Exactly. Um, and I tweeted this out. I was like, it felt like something you see a high schooler do, like a high school presentation. But that's yeah. what was so good about it. It just felt incredibly human. Yeah. Uh, I understand there was mistakes, but I'd rather see a clumsy presentation like that. Then a cringy, like, round table kind of like, oh, so our next clip is going to be, it's really exciting. Like, it's very phony and fake and super yeah. cringy. I'd rather see something clumsy than cringily professional, if that makes sense at all. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, did you enjoy the presentation? 
for the most um, part? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Did it make you at all interested in Borderlands 3? No. Oh, wow. Right. Like, what What did you think I don't know anything it? about Borderlands. I don't. And to me, their, <coughs> their trailer didn't tell me anything about it. Yeah. So I don't know anything. I mean, it. I think that's okay, the that's point, all though. I know. It did look interesting. Yeah. But I don't know anything about Borderlands, so. So it just felt, you felt like lost in it. Yeah, like I felt like I was only outside of a group. Yeah. Where like they're all talking about it and I'm just like, that sounds cool. And I have mm-hmm. no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, it looks so. interesting. Um, I'm not the biggest uh, Borderlands fan. Yeah. But, but they're also in the third one. So I have, yeah. that's why I was lost because they're not marketing to me anymore. They're marketing to their fans. But they are re-releasing Borderlands 1 for the Xbox One. So that's pretty cool. Or, or PS4, Xbox One, PC. Like, um, I want it on PS4. Yeah, PS4. So it looks pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely check out the PAX East panel because I can describe as much as I can. But really, I think you, the listener, should really watch this. It's a cool magic trick. It is a cool magic trick. Um, <laughs> in the whole presentation, I can't describe how professionally clumsy this was. But it was just so well put together. I don't know. I can't describe it. Just you need to go watch this. So uh, let's just move on to our number one gaming news. And I put this as number one because this is just this is just really awesome. Uh, fans wrote in a petition to have uh, YouTuber Shirley Curry uh, be a character in Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, Shirley Curry is known for her uh, gaming grandma YouTube videos where she uh, plays Skyrim. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody's just saying, like, we want Shirley Curry to be a character. We want her to be a character in Elder Scrolls 6. And sure enough, Bethesda saw this and they confirmed that Shirley Curry will be a character in the Elder Scrolls 6. And this was just the best. That's uh, awesome. This was during a panel at PAX East. Uh, a video was played uh, where it's just like, this is all our memories for the Elder Scrolls series. And it was revealed uh, Curry's character model. And you saw her, and you saw her in the, in the mocap with the skull cap on, just to capture her face. And like, oh, no way! And and then she revealed it on Twitter, like, well, now it's announced. And she uh, she tweeted a photo of her next to Todd Howard, and it was just really awesome. You saw her geeking out with Todd, like saying, like, I really love your games. I really want to like be here. And Todd Howard was just like, well, when we said that you're coming, the whole team was freaking out. I was like, is she really coming? Is she really coming? Yeah. Because she always does her videos like like hello my grandchildren like she she's yeah. her fans are her grandchildren so it's just really special to watch her uh she just started streaming uh Elder Scrolls online so that was oh, pretty nice. cool uh, but yeah like i don't know this was just really really just cool to witness that this is the reason why we love bethesda it's very human it's very personal that's why we liked p hines on twitter because mm-hmm. it was a human being like prodding us down and saying like yeah basically saying you're an idiot yeah oh uncle pete instead of like a machine telling me like well you know we haven't said anything like that like oh shut up yeah like someone from hr yeah or pr pr yeah yeah that's that's the thing we missed we missed pete hines yeah so some bad news from this pax east panel though uh so shirley curry is going to be a character we got our vision our first um model uh, and actual like rocks in yeah. Elder Scrolls but it was revealed that neither Elder Scrolls 6 nor Starfield is going to be at E3 this year and I'm just like well then what you gonna do then uh just because I thought 
Bethesda's E3 is going to be focused on Starfield. Like, that was going to be <laughs> the star of the show. Oh, you're not funny. I'm so funny. No, you're not. Uh, please tweet at me, at Ace the Grocer. Tell me how funny I am. Um, tell him he's funny, because it'll just go to his head, and then I have to live with that. <laughs> but no, you know what they're going to talk about? Yeah, what's that? <clears throat> Fallout. The thing oh, that 76? is the thing. Not it doesn't. Need, I don't know if it's gonna be seventy six, but it's gonna be about Fallout. That's if they release Fallout three remastered, I'm going to lose my mind. What would you do if they came to E three and it was just Fallout seventy six stuff? It would be okay. That so would be dumb. I'm just gonna say that now. That would be really dumb. Of well, them. what what would make me irked about that is that um, remember in two thousand seventeen they came out and and you went to bed early. And I was like, no, I'm going to stay up for Bethesda. And I came to bed, and you're just like, oh, how was it? And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, it was just so disappointing. I was like, nothing was... I do was vaguely remember that. That uh, was before I was watching and caring about this stuff. Yeah. Which is why I went to bed, because I was bored. Yeah, like, uh, Bethesda came out, and they showed basically nothing in... Tw I think it was 2017 or 2016. I'm pretty sure it was 17. But they showed basically nothing. And I remember just, like, we were all just sitting there like... What was that? And, and then they came back in 2018, showed a lot. And now 2019 is coming, and they're not showing the big game Starfield. They're not showing anything from Elder Scrolls Six. So I think their big thing might be Prey 2. Um, mm, Prey, I didn't think of that. Yeah, Prey 2 is going to be shown. Maybe a new Tango Gameworks IP. And I think the big thing could be that they acquired another studio. That's possible. They have been doing that a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to require uh, acquire another development studio, uh, either something for Bethesda Softworks or for Bethesda Studios, uh, game studios. So I don't know. Like the fact that when they said that, I was like, oh, it's mostly just going to be a regular. Yeah, a, a regular presentation. It's not going to be one of the big announcement important ones, I don't think. Yeah, and it's uh, gonna be the ones like, oh, that was good. Moving on, like, all right, next. Exactly. So, it's gonna be an interesting E3 presentation to watch because as soon as they said that, I was like, oh, then, 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 what are you doing? Yeah. Like, it, it's just kind of like, okay. So, so what's gonna happen then? Yeah. Um, but that does it with our top three gaming news. So, just to wrap up, uh, EA makes a massive layoff, firing 350 people. Uh, we really hope they get new jobs. We hope they're treated better than new jobs. So it, it's really terrible that it had to happen to them. Uh, Gearbox revealed Borderlands 3 at PAX East three times. Uh, it's an amazing <laughs> video to watch. Please look it up on YouTube. Definitely give this um, presentation a watch because it was absolutely amazing. Uh, and finally, Shuri Curry is going to be a character in Elder Scrolls 6. It is confirmed it will happen. And I have no idea where we're going to play this. But I can tell you this much. When Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, that's the only game I'm going to purchase that year. Like, for eternity. Like, I'm just going to be playing Elder Scrolls 6. All day, every day. Yes. So I think this is a good time to go into our final segment. Coffee time. So the last part of our segment, we like to take a topic in the gaming industry and just... Uh, really just have a conversation. The whole point why we do this is to talk to you guys, yes, but to start a conversation in the gaming industry. We won't talk about everything, but we're just merely starting the ball rolling. Talk with your friends, talk with us, and let's start a conversation together. So this week's topic, this talky time topic is uh, groceries and video games. 
And we really want to deep dive into this because why do we name it Games and Groceries, right? Yeah. We really love groceries, but we love more when we see groceries in video games. And I think the best that comes to mind is Animal Crossing's grocery store, right? Well, it's like a convenience store. It, it is. It has like shovels and like it's like a stop and shop or giant. So what would you consider... So, so do you think that all grocery stores in, in video games should be grocery stores? Or can they be convenience stores, much like 7-Eleven or, or Wawa? Mm, Wawa. Yeah. Um, Wawa's a deli, not a convenience store. Well, that's true. Uh, but we're, talk we're talking about Tom Nook's shop uh, in, in the grocery section. That's like a mini Walmart. Yeah. Well, there's also games like... Actually, uh, there's really no food at Tom Nook's. Well... Yeah, so I guess a good grocery store segment. Yeah, you're true. Yeah, you're right. I I played Animal Crossing maybe two weeks ago, and I and I'm just like I'm in there. I'm I'm shopping in the shop, but I'm also playing uh, Pokemon. I'm po playing Pokemon Crystal, and there's some uh, stuff there. I guess it's not really a grocery store, is it? No. And that's the that's the problem with video games nowadays. It's just there's not enough grocery stores. I mean, can you know what would be cool if there was a grocery store in hmm. Sims. Yeah. Because right now, you just kind of food just appears in your fridge. You can, you used to be able to purchase food. Right. If I'm, I think in Sims 2, you used to be able to purchase food. But you never went to a store. No. Which I, I mean, nowadays, I guess that wouldn't matter. But you didn't order it online either. You order it from the fridge, which I think is interesting. But you go grocery shopping in your fridge in Sims. That's so true. So your fridge is kind of your grocery store. And if it's really a Sim life, how does that food get in the fridge unless there's a grocery store in the video game itself. I feel like in the first one, you used to have food delivered to your house. So what happened? Like, why are we forgetting about grocery stores in video games? What do you think happened in between Sims 1 and Sims 4? Um, they got modern. They got modern. They cut out some coding and just made it easier for everyone. And that's the thing. It's just, um, I and I think nowadays we're losing the the brightness and, and uh, the vividness of, of grocery stores and video games. Um, I, I think a good one that had a, a good grocery store in it, it was Kingdom Come Deliverance. Mm, I mean, you could yeah. go to these uh, fruit markets. Um, you could you could buy your groceries, and you needed those groceries to survive because it yeah. was a it was part of the survival aspect. Yeah. So if you didn't go out and go grocery shopping to take with your character then your character will die yeah so i think kingdom come deliverance is a an excellent example of getting grocery stores done right because what also yeah. the new life is strange that convenience store where they have oh, to stop and right. get all that food they went grocery shopping in life is strange 2 episode one yes and, and that's a thing again why did we go in a grocery store to survive yeah I think video games are very much missing this, especially in survival games. Yeah, like I feel like that's an important aspect of survival, just like how movies and video games forget people go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of like they forget survive. that like you have to buy food and have food, and yeah, that's part of survival. And a lot of survival games don't have that aspect. It's like, oh look, I found a grape in the middle of a war zone. Exactly. I'm gonna eat the grapes, and now all of a sudden I'm all better. Exactly. And I think a lot of games get that wrong where you find food in caves. No, we find food in grocery stores. Yeah. I think we're missing a huge uh, plot point in a, in a game where we can really progress this, the narrative forward with a good grocery store in yeah. the game. 
And I think Life is Strange 2 is also a really good one. And I think that's why we rated it so high. Life is Strange yeah. 2 episode 1 is because of the fact that it like had... Like it made it like real life. It, it was real life. Life is strange, but life is stranger without a grocery store in it. Or at least a convenience store. They went to a gas station. Yeah. But they got food. They went grocery shopping. Right. Uh, and I wrote this down. Our grocery, and I actually had this in my notes. I didn't even get to it. But are grocery stores necessary in video games or just survival games? Can it uh, can a game not be a survival game and still have a grocery store in it? I think it could, mm-hmm. but it's not as necessary. Like if it's not part of the story, then what's like it's unless something happens at the grocery store. Yeah, I don't think it's quite as necessary. And for some reason, I'm now having sudden flashbacks of walking to Shopping Bag. Yeah, near my house growing up, I'm just imagining a good shopping. grocery store. It was a good grocery store. Yeah. I don't know why that popped in my head. I was like, oh, shopping bag was a great store. Well, I think <laughs> also you make a you made a good point before that movies and video games forget that people have to go to the bathroom. And I even think that should be in video games. Somebody going to the bathroom. I need to go to the bathroom. Again, life is strange. Life is strange. They, because the little brother had to go to the bathroom. Y- exactly. Life is Strange episode Life is Strange 2 episode 1 yeah. was just so high in the ratings for us. Like we we thought it was the perfect game because not only grocery store but also bathroom. Yeah. It it had a bathroom and a kid needed to go to the bathroom. And that's what made it so realistic and lifelike. But that's the thing. If it doesn't push the story forward, but again, I would like to argue that it doesn't have to be a survival game, but I think grocery stores themselves progress further right think of a good so not even just survival but just a horror game right yeah imagine the horror right like don't don't worry about the monsters like talk about resident evil which is a survival game i'm sorry that's a, a horror survival game i don't know what i'm talking about here but i think what would make a really good just horror game and not horror survival imagine a world without grocery stores <laughs> imagine a video game without a grocery store within it well i think for the problem i think you'll see even less grocery stores in games now like sims and stuff because they now have the food you can get your food delivered to you now like there's that shift where like yeah there's someone going to the store and buying it for you but you yourself don't have to go to the store anymore off the top of my head i think there's one called uh, hello fresh i think they're pretty they're really good but not even, I mean, that's not every day. I'm thinking of like shipped is like someone is going to the store for you, picking yeah. up everything on your grocery list and delivering it to you. There's yeah. also, I mean, Peapod was the first one I knew. I remember I read the newer Punishers uh, and it was just a horrible run. I did not like that Punisher at all. Um, but uh, Frank Castle interacted with uh, this old this old lady in the woods. And as they're riding along, he's like, hey, you live out in the woods by yourself. How do you get groceries? And she's like, Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember one time when I when we moved here, we couldn't find my favorite cereal anywhere. Mm-hmm. except for one store, which is like 40 minutes away. Yeah. And I looked on Amazon. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to have a huge box of this cereal delivered to me. Yeah. I didn't even know you could order food on Amazon. But that's the thing. I think that's why you'll see less grocery stores and the grocery aspect in video games yeah. because in the real world we're not even going to stores anymore exactly but i'm, I'm just thinking for like other genres of video games like a, a like a good rpg grocery store you know honestly I, mean? I just imagine a good video a good grocery store in a video game would be one that like you just destroy yeah like in a horror one like can you imagine like trying to get down the halls like i can barely find you in the aisles at the grocery store let alone run from a monster 
That's true. That is very true. I mean, I I will say this though. Um, talking about Overcooked for a little bit, I think mm. the I think a huge flaw in Overcooked is that there's no bonus levels where you go grocery shopping. Where now, you have to go buy everything in a certain yeah, and that'd be fun. Exactly, and I don't know why it's not in Overcooked. Why are we just cooking the food? No, no, no. We should be over that cooking. I'm over that. I want to go grocery shopping. And go out and have this bonus level where I go grocery shopping. Now, I have not played Overcooked 2, so it might be an Overcooked 2. Maybe. That's true. But I think the biggest flaw in Overcooked is that there's no mini game where you go and go, go, go like grocery shopping. Going to go grocery shopping. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, now, I also talked about this. It, it makes it worse. But, like, would you say that... A game without a grocery store is better or worse? Can it make the game worse when it doesn't have a grocery store in it? When it doesn't? Yeah. Like like with your Sims, you know, you said Sims 1 has a grocery store, but Sims 4 it doesn't... didn't ever have a grocery store. Sims you never lied? No, I did not lie. I never oh! said it had a grocery I said it would be nice if it had one. I said I think that would be uh. cool if you had a grocery store in Sims instead of... Having to get everything from your fridge, like oh, that's one more thing. Like oh, I think that's why I don't enjoy the grocery store. I think that's why I don't enjoy the Sims because it doesn't have a grocery store in yeah, it. Yeah, it's not real realistic enough for you. No, I'm just I'm I'm super mad about that, uh, and that's exactly why I don't play that game. It's for the lack of grocery stores in that game. I gave it a zero out of ten for lack of groceries in the game. Oh, yeah, I like, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I played it. And I was having fun with the building and uh, creating my character. By the way, this is this is all a lie. I didn't actually even get that far. You didn't. He literally <laughs> made his sim, landed on his empty lot, and, and was like, I can't, I can't handle this. And he turned it off. I was like, are you kidding me? You didn't even try. You made your person and then got overwhelmed before you even got the building supply. Like, what? Exactly. I, I, I got super overwhelmed. Uh, with that whole thing, and I just dropped it. But you're like, I can't. You literally, I can't handle this, and turned it off. It was the best moment ever. But that's the thing. Like, I, I just didn't even want to go forward into the game because you were playing it, and I saw instead of grocery shopping, you just go into your fridge, and that's not and life just like. make something. That that's that's just insulting to I grocery stores. I automatic have all the ingredients for an ambrosia salad. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. Like, that's. So not lifelike, and that's super insulting to all grocery stores all across America. And and if we're not games and groceries, we want to give life to video games, yeah. yes. But we all also want to give life to grocery stores. Imagine and the games. sponsorships yeah. that that video games could get from grocery stores, like having like a giant or a red lion or yeah, a like things like that, like. Like in Fallout seventy six, like West Virginia. Yeah. All right. What grocery stores are all over West Virginia? Like, I'm pretty let's sure do that. that's also Red Lion. Yeah, I think so. That yeah. tends to be that area. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, that would be really cool if you could see like the grocery store too, because they don't focus on that in video games, even yeah. in the video games based in real places. It's like, but there's the supposed thing. to be a store there. I almost sued Bethesda, no lie, because they kept saying like, oh, it's so lifelike. It's so. It's 16 times the detail, and they're, and they're just like, like, this is a drawn-out map of West Virginia. But the fact that I did not see a red lion in there, I almost sued the company. Well, were there red lions in the time period that, that mm, it's based in? That's a good question. Maybe I'll take back my, my letter of suing. Yeah. My sue letter. My letter of sue. Written by Sue. I think it's a, called a letter of intent. 
whatever it's called. I will not give it anymore because you're right. Maybe there weren't any red line grocery stores or something like that in West Virginia. So, uh, but yeah, the, I, I think that was really my biggest flaw with Fallout 76. So I think my final question before we end this discussion time, where do you see the future, right? Where do you see the future of grocery stores and video games? Well, I think we kind of already answered that, or I already answered that, where I think you're going to see less and less in video games because you're seeing it less and less in the real world, right. you know, because we're getting it, all of our groceries shipped to us more now than we, you know, and that's just going to progress more and more, which kind of makes me depressed. But, um, you know, you're going to see people in the real world, world going to grocery store less. So, of course, they're not going to put in the video games as often anymore. No, I, I completely agree with you. It, it has everything to do with, like, streaming video games. That This is now the future that we're – my dog is trying to eat my hand. <laughs> He's, like, chasing after Adam's hand. Like, give me your hand. I want to eat it. Since I talk with my hand so much, the dog is just like, give me he thinks the hand. He thinks you're playing. Yeah, it's true. Um, oh, my goodness, Floki. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like streaming video games. That's just the future of video games. But the future of grocery shopping is now it's shipped to your door now. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the depressing side of groceries in video games. Like that that's what makes it completely depressing is that sooner or later, you're not going to need a grocery store in your video games. Yeah. But that's the thing. We, we call ourselves games and groceries. Like groceries and video games should go hand in hand. They should be in a in a love relationship together. That mm -hmm. I I think we need more grocery like video games, like like grocery store RPGs. But I also really need the video game industry to understand the importance of grocery stores. Mm -hmm. And I really need you as a listener to understand that today is April Fool's Day. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed that April Fool's holiday special of games and groceries. Boom! I didn't really roast you. You're just like, yeah, I knew what, I knew what day it was. But yeah. <laughs> uh, you no, know, we wanted to do this like April Fool's like um, grocery stores and video games just because uh, actually it was absolute prodigy. Like, hey, Monday is April Fool's. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you should do a groceries like segment on your video game podcast. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what's funny though is that as I was writing this, as I was writing down the notes, I remember when I watched Game Ranks's April Fool's video. <coughs> they said the evolution of rocks in video games, and I was like super interested in <laughs> it. Like it was like I was like really into it. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then he ended like it's like I'm just kidding. You don't really care about this. It's April Fool's Day. If you were interested, it's you're a dork. I'm like <laughs> I'm like oh. Oh, I was but interested. I thought it was funny because when Adam was planning this, he's like, All right, we really got to sell it, like take it like real serious. Like we got to sell it. And the whole yeah. time sitting here, I'm like, Adam, like I can hear it in your voice that yeah. you're not serious. You couldn't tell I wasn't being serious. Yeah. But I'm like, Adam, you're not selling it. And he's like, I, just, I know I can't. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. Um, the other thing I think we'll share, and I think you'll hear this in the audio. Yeah. Our computer also played an April Fool's prank on us. No, um, no, no, not our computer. Your computer. My computer. Because you have so much stuff on it. Yeah, I had to, uh, I had to uninstall some games that I finished on there to uh, make some space. Because all of a sudden, uh, the audio just stopped. And then yeah. I tried to fix it. And then... And then it closed. It closed. And I was like, what? What? 
no, not today. But then today's the best day to do that because yeah. Like, and then I reopened Audacity and said, "April Fools, here's Look, your project it's still back." Here. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. And I said, I'm like, quick, save it before it closes again. So you might hear a little like clip in the audio, but that's just because that's the moment where it closed. I'm like, and no. we both had panic attacks. So. I think this is a good place to end this week's episode. Yeah. We thank you so much for listening to our discussion about grocery stores and video games. If you made this far, you're a truly special person. Yeah. There's a special place in heaven just for you. Um, but we would like to end this by reminding you to follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries or follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us there, uh, talk to us individually, say how awesome we are, especially Liz, because she's just an awesome human being. Oh, thanks, hun. And also follow us on Instagram, uh, Games and Groceries, all one word. You can uh, see some behind-the-scenes photographs, uh, some memes that I post. Also check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com. You can listen to our uh, episodes on there. Uh, it's a really awesome website. Powered by Radio Public. Yikes. I was just, woof. I think I'm getting the flu. Uh, so I'll just end it here. Uh, but yeah, check out the website. You can listen to our episodes on there, all of our backlog, as well as uh, reading some articles that I'll write every now and again. Uh, yeah. And I just wrote about why Bethesda's move up, putting their games on Steam is just a powerful move by them. So I think that does it for this week's episode. We just thank you so much for listening to this episode and all the other episodes. We, we just love how you guys are just listening to us, interacting with us. We This is exactly what we're doing this for. So... We, we thank you for uh, coming this far. We thank you for continuing our journey uh, through episode 50. It's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Happy April Fool's Day. We'll see you again next week.